K.L. Allen is an American science fiction author. Her unstoppable heroes and heroines include role-playing immortal gamers, futuristic covert agents, and warriors who purr. She is the founder of Marketing for Romance Writers, a peer mentoring group for authors, and the owner of Romance Lives Forever, a book blog going strong since 2010. She's also a U.S. Navy veteran and has been married so long she's tenured. K.L., what made you want to live a more creative life? When I was a little girl, my mother was always writing something or drawing something or just doing something artistic. And I wanted to be just like her. So I would do whatever my mother was doing. So I learned to do crossword puzzles at a young age. I did all that sort of thing. But the thing I loved most was telling stories. My mother was a, a writer who was never published except for one poem she wrote and it was in a newspaper and she was really proud of that. And so I thought I would like to do that. I would like to be published somewhere. So that was my goal when I was a little girl. And honestly, the, when I realized probably in first grade that those markings the teacher put on the, on the board when you could put them together and make words, I realized you could write down stories and I went home and told my mother, I can write a story about cats. I learned how to spell cat. <laughs> and, uh, and then all these years later, I was in my 50s before my first book came out. And it was a character. The uh, hero was a feline humanoid character. And it dawned on me that I had actually written a story about cats <laughs> and got published. That is fantastic. Do you plan your projects in detail or go with the flow? And why did you make that your process? Well, I do plan and plot. I, I do. One of the things I've been doing lately is I start with the ending of the story because everything in your book has got to go toward that. So I write down the idea of what I want to happen. What do I want the end result to be? It's also one of the seven habits of successful people who start with the end in mind. So you, I start there, I write down how I want it to end. Now I know everything else in the story has got to focus on getting me to that point. Then I go back to the very beginning of the story and jot down whatever it is that will start it in motion. Sometimes it turns out that's not the point and I end up rewriting that, but that's okay. And I, then I jump to the middle you know, I'm not writing the book. I'm just writing down notes. And I start in the middle because everything that happens in the first half affects what happens in, in the second half. But that middle is a turning point. It's like a pivot. Everything that happens up to this point is leading to this, this moment. And everything is going to change or almost everything is going to change. And you find out, oops, we're in the right castle, but there's no princess here. You know, so you end up having to go a different direction. And then I go back to the between the beginning and the middle. There's a turning point, and I figure out what would happen to bring in maybe the B story, the secondary characters, in, in a big way if it's a long enough book. And then I jump to the point between the middle and the end at the second turning point. 
and I jot down ideas for that. Now I have my plot for my book and it didn't take very long. Usually I can brainstorm something like that in a day. Maybe it takes a little longer because I just can't think of a, a thing or I'll sit and talk with some friends. But that is basically how I do it. Um, and I also use <clears throat> a program called Save the Cat. You, I'm sure you could, you've heard people talk about it, but it's basically the hero's journey, but it's set up in a different way. And it's very helpful. I tried just sitting down and pantsing it, just writing and seeing what happens. And all I end up with is lots and lots and lots of pages that don't go anywhere. And I end up having to start over. And why waste my time doing that? So once I know what the story is, then I start working on that. I start working on the blurb. I work on the tag, all of it at the same time. At the moment, you have another job. And what are the pluses and minuses about that? I am uh, retired. And so I write full time. And uh, I have plenty of time to do what I need to do, which is means that I have no excuses for <laughs> We're not finishing uh, things or getting more done. So I'm trying to learn to really focus on my writing and not so much on hopping on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, I'm, I'm very disciplined, but I need to be a little more disciplined when it comes to that. So full time. I understand that you spent some time in the Navy. How did your time in the service affect your writing? Yes, I did. I was in the Navy for... Um, I joke that it's four of the longest years of my life. <laughs> I met my husband there. We've been married for 47 years at this point. So it really was, a, even though it was a quick, I met him in, I want to say June, and we got married in December, but we've been together ever since. And one of the things that I think is the, the biggest from my time in the military uh, is the fact of discipline of finishing what you start and that can kind of mess you up sometimes because when you start something and you really shouldn't be working on it, it's hard to quit. You think, I, no, I can't quit. I have to keep working on this. So sometimes I am too determined to finish something and I have to, sometimes good enough is good enough and you don't have to be perfect. But when I was in the military, everything had to be shiny. Everything had to be lined up. Everything had to be exactly a certain way and so many millimeters from whatever and that isn't the way real world life is or the way writing is you need to be able to be creative and with creativity you have to be able to make mistakes you have to have a failure or you're not going to develop if everything went your way you'd never be patient so having that experience having to do things a certain way really made me it changed a lot about my life even my even my marriage my husband and I have uh, been very committed to each other we joked that uh, we would never discuss divorce but we could talk about murder <laughs> and and he and I have um, a lot in common we we actually joined the navy the same day didn't know each other and we got out the same day and our birthdays are three days apart the same year so really an interesting part of my life being in the military. What is something no one else knows about you that you wish other people knew and appreciated? I think probably that that would be the fact that I, do, I need a lot of alone time. 
And my friends have really gotten to know that. They even will text me first and say, hey, are you free? Can we call? Which is, I, I, you have no idea how much I appreciate that. It isn't because I'm not friendly or I don't want to be around people, but when my train of thought gets broken, it takes a long time to get back into it. So if I can just have that quiet alone time and not have to talk to anybody or do anything other than just focus for a little bit, that's great. So I wish more people would realize how important it is. I'm an introvert in case you can't tell. And we'd like our, our quiet and alone time to think. This whole business of being trapped inside for the last year with no alone time, I think has taken a toll on all of us introverts. Oh, yes. Even if, if you're by yourself and there is nobody with you, the alone time gets nuts because you really want to be around somebody sometimes. Like my husband is always home and I'm not used to that. <laughs> He's retired too. So the two of us have for the last probably 10 years been at home most of the time together, but we went places and now we're not doing that. So it, it is an issue. Even when you want to be by yourself, it sometimes isn't a great thing. What are your favorite inspiration prompts, productivity tools, or creative routines? One of the things I do when I first get up in the morning, we have an apartment that is the part where we actually sleep is basically, it's like a, a big open area, you know, one of those open type spaces. Um, but I have a small room that I use for my office. So I'm up early. My husband is a late sleeper and I'm an early riser. So I get out, I go into my office. And the first thing I do is open a bottle of water and take a sip or pour myself something fresh to drink. I, I like to make coffee. And I turn on my phone and charge, make sure it's charged, set everything up like that. And then I wear this odd thing. It's a, a glove from my right hand that has all the finger parts cut off except the first finger and the thumb is cut off. And that, what it does is it protects my hands uh, from rubbing on the mouse pad. I do so much writing and, and mousing that my hand was getting sore. And this was a, a really quick way to fix, fix the problem. It's kind of like a fingerless glove and I have to have that. And then once I have everything set up the way I like, I get started on my day. And my first, first thing I do is look at my calendar to see where am I supposed to be? And hopefully it, I actually am on the right day. <laughs> and then the next thing is to start writing something. I try to stay off social media until I've at least gone through and edited something or made notes to try to be creative first. It's a lot easier to do that and then get into checking your email and all the rest of it. I'm more creative in the early morning. So that's when I try to be doing most of my writing. Sometimes it, it works out where I, I end up writing so long I never get on on the computer until noon, um, but usually I'm, I mean, getting online, you know, until noon. But otherwise, uh, that's my process and it works really well for me. I 
And I, oh, the other thing is I eat the same thing for breakfast. And I mean, I have done this for way over 10 years, the exact same thing. I like Zone Perfect dark chocolate almond bars. <laughs> I'm being a commercial here, but I love those things. I will eat one of those and have a glass of milk for breakfast every single day. I can maybe once a week I change it up and have cereal and do something else. But I that way I don't have any decision to make about what am I going to have for breakfast? I'm not wasting my creative moment thinking about do I want this? Do I want that? I just eat the same thing. What three things do you wish you had known earlier in your creative journey? Oh, that's good. I Number one, that I would start a newsletter right away because that has been the greatest thing since sliced bread for me. I have gotten to know people. I have made some wonderful friends through my newsletter, people who email me back and they ask me questions or they tell me how much they like something or they tell me what their favorite book is because I always recommend books. And then <clears throat> the other thing is I would definitely, I did this at the beginning and I, and I have stuck with it through the years, but I kind of got away from it for a while. And then I went back and that is to be in a critique group with people who are skilled because if you're the, if you're the smartest person in the room, you need to be teaching, but you need somebody else to teach you too. And so it's the same with writing. If, if you're a good writer, um, you need to be with other good writers. I've, I've been really blessed for about six years. I was in a critique group locally. And the only reason we're not meeting right now is the, the pandemic, we really can't get together. But we met once a week in person and it, it was great. And then right now I'm in a group with uh, Rocky Mountain fiction writers and we meet online. So it's a, it's a Zoom call once a week. And it's so nice to be able to have that interaction with other writers and just talk books and talk about skills like you and I are doing right now. It's a great thing. Um, and the third thing is to always follow up. If you, if you get an email from somebody and they ask you a question, it's great. You answer the question, but then you don't get anything back. Follow up with them and say, I didn't hear back. I wanted to make sure I answered your question. Is there anything else that you want to know? Especially if it's somebody with your newsletter, because they may think you, they emailed you and you answered them and how cool, but they're not gonna bother you again. So if you follow back up with them, it does make a difference, makes an impression on them. And it's just a kind thing to do because what if they did have a question and they're afraid to ask you because they don't want to bother you. So it's a great way to do more for your readers. So that's, that's three things I, I would do. What is the latest tool or resource you've discovered? I love this one book by K.M. Wyland. It's called Creating Character Arcs. I have the book and I have the workbook. And she also um, has a program that helps you outline. Um, it's, a, it's wonderful to see. And she, uh, she has taught structure of stories. I, I learned most of my ideas for structure by reading her books um, and for, by using Save the Cat 
but that is probably my biggest thing right now is the the books by Cam Ryland. Um, she's a real mentor for me. I'm sure he has no idea, <laughs> but, but I I read everything she writes, and um, I have talked about her books and told everyone about him. Oh, fantastic. I'll have to make sure to put a link to that in the show notes. Yeah, I'd be happy to give it to you. Please do. And finally, what project or message would you like to tell listeners about today? I'm, I just released a book called Wolf, which is a, a, an erotic romance. I don't normally write erotic, but this one just, that was what the story needed to be. And it's on, it's a permit-free book on Amazon and just about anywhere else. So you don't have to buy it. You can just get the book and read it. And it has two pre-ordered books that are in the same series that are available. And then the other thing is I just released a book called Surrender Love. It's the first book in a series. And the two sequels that I've completed so far are on pre-order. One is called Ring of the Dragon. It comes out April 16th. And the next one is Forever Love, and it is out May 13th. Then I'm planning a few other books in the same series. Don't uh, have release dates yet. So right now I've got two new books out this year, and I was in an anthology that came out, Science Fiction Writers. 2021 Sci-Fi Anthology. It's edited by E.J. Runyon and Katherine Kirk. It is with a group on Facebook of science fiction novelists. And we work together to put together an anthology. Uh, and this is it's not, the, I don't think this is the first one that's come out and it's not going to be the last, but it's a, a lot of fun to do. I'm working, in, I'm going to be in another one that comes out later this year with a different group, the Rocky Mountain Fiction Writers. Uh, group. So I've, I've been real busy. I've had the two books out this year so far, and I have four books on pre-order. So, um, and I'm writing like crazy right now, trying to finish something else. <laughs> so that's my, that's my thing. Come visit me. My website um, is klallen.com, and it's got a tour of the empire where a lot of my stories take place. It's like a you click the different planet names, and it takes you to a page about that. And then my newsletter is set up so that when you sign up, you get a, an Im immediate welcome, of course, and you get some free books. But then you can sign up to be a citizen of the empire and you get a message from the, from the empress herself. Of course, it's me. But the empress sends you a series of emails. And then once you finish those, if you want to become one of the immortals, you can sign up for that and you get another series from the immortal king pietas so there's so much to do um lots to look at on my website it's way over almost 200 pages lots and lots of stuff oh my goodness well that definitely gets a link in the show notes because i'm sure people will want to check all of that out okay thank you kale thank you so much for being on the show today i appreciate it thank you You've been listening to Pants On or Off, all about creators and the creative process. If you'd like to suggest a guest for a future show, 
please drop by ellenwynbooks.com forward slash guests. Now, go out there and make something fantastic.